This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is sponsored by ArtBase. Are you managing an art collection, an artist studio, or a gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? We think so. Well, ArtBase is the right software to manage your art business. ArtBase allows you to track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. You just enter your data once and use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com now to learn more and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount. Over the past 12 years, the Art Tactic podcast has grown to be a leading art market podcast. Each week we share an exclusive in-depth interview with a key art world insider. As we move into a new phase of programming, we want our broadcast to be listener-supported and create content that you want to hear, not what we think you want to hear. You can support us by visiting contribute.to slash arttactic. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. As we reflect on the past year and a half, one area of the art market that appears to have changed significantly is the online art market. We wanted to better understand all of the ways in which the online art space has evolved during this time. So in this week's episode of the podcast, we chat with Mike Steib, CEO of Artsy. We last had Mike on the podcast in June of 2020, and so much has changed since then. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation, and thanks so much again for listening. Thanks so much for joining us. Adam, it's good to be back with you, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I mean, it's an exciting time right now in the art world. We had the Armory Show, we had Art Basel. These, in my mind, are all really positive steps to returning to a more normal art world again. Um, But uh, yeah, hope you're doing well, and thanks so much for joining us again. Great. It is great. Great, great to be back. And your podcast has been a welcome companion to me on the six train. So as as always, I appreciate you. Uh, well, thank you so much for your support and for listening. We really appreciate it. So last time we had you on was the middle of last year, which was during the peak of the pandemic. Now that we're hopefully nearing the end of it, if we reflect over the past 18 months or so, how has the online art market evolved during the course of this pandemic? You know, Adam, when when, when we spoke back in July, it was a really scary moment for the art world. Uh, There were questions as to how many galleries and how many art fairs and how many auction houses would survive the pandemic. At at one point, it was speculated that up to 70% of galleries were uh, were at risk of going out of business during the pandemic. And as we look back now, on the last 18 months, I think first and foremost, the, the industry should be really proud with its, with its resilience through what were really difficult times. Uh, collectors who continued to support the artists and the galleries that they love deserve a lot of credit. And galleries in particular, from our perspective, embraced a digital transformation uh, with, a, with, with a, a necessity and a gusto that I don't think this industry has ever seen before. And as a result, we saw a huge surge in online collecting. We saw across the industry 
more than 70% of artworks transacted without being seen in person. We saw the, we saw collectors come to, I mean, really expect price transparency, ease of transaction, all from the convenience of their mobile phone or their, their laptop computer. And we saw galleries step up to that expectation and deliver. And as we look back, you know, not only did 70% of galleries not go out of business, uh, the vast, vast, vast majority of galleries made it through the pandemic and are stronger today than they were two years ago because they have a true, all of the above set of solutions for meeting their customers wherever their customers are, whether it's in the in, in real life, in the physical world, or, or through digital channels. You mentioned what the mood was like during those early stages of 2020. There's a lot of uncertainty, anxiety, and even fear. And now those emotions seem to no longer be a part of the art market. It's amazing just how much has changed in such a short period of time. The contemporary art market is very robust right now. Some say we're in the midst of a bubble. It feels like we have more collectors now than ever in history. You're in a unique position at Artsy because you have so much data. What kind of insights can you share with us regarding how much the art market has expanded and surged since the first few months after the pandemic began? You know, the two things that really stand out to me um, first is just how much online art sales have grown and become critical to every gallery's business. Uh, through our research now, 25% of the 25% of the entire industry is transacted online, and it's a it's a big step forward. Uh, but secondly, Adam, the I think the emergence of next gen collectors as a force in the art world is is something that we'll look back on as a as as a major shift, a major evolution for the art market, because these next gen collectors. First, they're the ones that that galleries and auction houses have, have have been wanting to engage for the longest time. Everyone wants to replenish and refresh, and their 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 customer list with um, with with the next generation of collectors. And what we found with them is they completely expect a seamless digital experience. In our research, ninety five percent of these next gen collectors have purchased art online. And 65% of them have done it from their phone. And if you had told the art world five or seven years ago that the, you know, the future of the art world was 65% being transacted through an iPhone and over 90% through an iPhone or a laptop computer, uh, people would have been very, very surprised. And these, these next-gen collectors um, have been motivated by a few things. One, for people of means over the last two years, asset values have gone up and wealth has gone up and, you know, there are a whole bunch of related issues for society and income inequality that warrant a separate discussion on another podcast. But for the purpose of the art world, that's disposable income that folks have decided to put into assets like art. Secondly, everyone's home has now become a much bigger part of their life. Very few companies are back to Monday through Friday, nine to five in office. A lot of people's home is now in part their office too. And when people spend more time in their homes, uh, they want that their home to be an even more special place. We saw for us last year, 50% of the purchases on Artsy were from first time buyers, which is a really remarkable stat if you think about it. Uh, 
So the emergence of that next-gen collector, um, their desire to create a really special place where they, they, they hybrid live and work, and their, their expectation of a seamless digital experience, I think is going to be shaping the art world for years to come. Those are some really fascinating metrics. Thanks so much for sharing those. And one really interesting auction I observed a few months ago on Artsy that I wanted to chat with you about was when you sold a large-scale, brand-new painting by Julie Moretu for $6.5 million. It was a painting that she donated to raise funds for the Art for Justice Fund. It appeared on your website, as all of your auction items do, a timed auction with people bidding in a very transparent way on your platform. Why did the artist choose to go with Artsy instead of a more traditional auction house? And how much of a test was this in trying to prove that high-value, seven-figure artworks can sell in this kind of e-commerce setting? It was, uh, it was an auction record for Artsy. It was also an auction record for the artist. And it was something that we were really proud of because the, because the, the proceeds went back to support a really good cause. And it was an important proof point that um, that online and artsy in particular is a is a, a viable and robust channel at really all price points. Adam and we're we're seeing it now re- regularly. It was you know when I first got here, a six figure transaction was really big news, and a six figure transaction is is sort of the norm around here these days. A seven figure transaction when I first got here was unthinkable. Uh, and now we've had a few of those pop and we're seeing real momentum. Once you've had some wins like that, we're seeing some real momentum on the supply and the demand side for more of those in the future. So I think it's I think it's a testament to when you transact online, you open up the aperture to uh, to everyone who could possibly be interested in the piece. And as a result, you create a much create a much broader demand curve for the for the work and for the artist. We saw bids uh, come in from every corner of the world in this auction, and a number of the names bidding in that auction, I can, I can tell you, are not the names that you and I are used to seeing um, showing up at the at the traditional auctions every day. So it was a it, it was a really good outcome, and and most importantly, it went to it went to a great cause. Definitely, and you know when I think about traditional auction houses, I consider them to be more passive in that. Whatever the market craves or is interested in, they're going to try to get those artworks so they can sell them to buyers. But I've noticed a lot of different campaigns at Artsy promoting things like Black History Month or female artists. How has and how can Artsy take a more active role in these types of efforts to make the art world more diverse? Well, Adam, I mean, you're certainly right that marketplaces tend to be broad and we are too we have a million works of art we you know hundreds of thousands of those are transactable at the click of a button uh, the vast majority of them now are publicly priced we have art that is represented uh, that re- represents galleries in over a hundred countries uh, over 3500 galleries more than three dozen auction houses so we have this really expansive supply that ranges from old masters to some of the hottest trending and emerging uh, artists' canvases. And and it's one of the things that I think really differentiates Artsy is that we've aggregated the art so well. At the same time, aggregation can be overwhelming. And something that is an important capability at Artsy, something we spend a, an awful lot of time on, is we've got a, we have a great editorial and curatorial team. We're pulling together art within themes that are 
that are important to our collectors, important to the art world, and important to us. Now, you've touched on a couple that are um, that are very near and dear to my heart. We, as a as a company, over the last two years, have made a a public, measurable commitment signed by every member of our executive team to advancing diversity, equity, and inclusivity in the art world. And we've been doing that on, on, on a few different fronts. The first is we're ensuring that our company is representative of the art world that we aspire to, and we're, we're sourcing candidates and, and future employees from a much broader and more diverse set of universities and employers uh, the majority of the candidates in our pipeline over the last year have been uh, have been diverse candidates, and it's something that's making us a better company uh, and a company that's in a better position to help shape a positive art world. Secondly, we have found, and you'll find this uh, across marketplaces and search engines and entertainment sites, that algorithms left to their own devices can become, in a way, racist. They, algorithms can start to reinforce historical preferences, in our case, for example, for white male artists. And we found when we looked at Artsy's marketplace that what was being recommended by our algorithms wasn't reflecting the art world that we want to live in. And we formed a, an engineering guild at our company that stays on top of our algorithms and measures the outcomes of those algorithms to ensure that the marketplace, even when it's through, even when it's just through the software recommending artists, galleries, and artworks to our collectors are representing, uh, are giving them a more diverse and more representative selection of artists and artworks. And then finally, the, the curatorial team and the editorial team, uh, I think, are doing a great job of pulling forward some of what are the best artists in the world who just haven't been getting enough attention in the past. And those include artists of the African diaspora, Asian American artists, it includes female artists. Uh, we've done, we, I, I really love the work that we did uh, around Pride Month. These are all, uh, these are all really important to us at Artsy. They reflect the, they reflect the heart and soul of the people who work here and they, they, they help to create a more inclusive and a more open and a more fair art world. And I'm, I'm real proud of that. That work is really important, and it's great to see more of that occurring in the art world recently. And so lastly, kind of an obligatory question about NFTs. My personal feelings are that up to this point, they've really remained in a lot of ways insulated within the crypto world. I think there's been some crossover with the art world, but it's been quite limited. But I do think people are wondering if there will be more of a crossover with the traditional art world in the future. I'm curious your perspective on this and if Artsy has been involved with NFTs to any extent or you foresee them being involved with them in the near future. So uh, our read so far, is, Adam, is, is similar to yours. It's really interesting. It is a new collectible class that has the, that has the attention and interest of certain cohorts of, of collectors. It doesn't so far overlap very much with traditional art world collectors. And the, the, the creators have not overlapped very much with the artists of the traditional art world. So it's almost, if you would, emerged as a, as, as a, as a separate, non-adjacent industry. Now, at the same time, what it takes to 
sell, if you would, NFTs is you need a bunch of buyers and sellers in one place. And the thing Artsy is really good at is having a bunch of buyers and sellers in one place and helping to connect them. So if the if the art world over time starts to embrace these NFTs more than what we've seen so far, we're standing by to help. And we've communicated that to our gallery partners. And our platform is very easily extensible to the uh, to the whole NFT phenomenon. For now, it's just it's not what our galleries are telling us they're dying to do. So we're focusing on things that they are dying to do, like sell more art through the click of a button uh, to a much broader audience of collectors and a broader audience of new generation, next generation collectors. Mike, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast and chatting with us about a variety of really fascinating topics relating to the online art space. We're looking forward to a very active second half of the year and hopefully things continue to return to normal. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts with us. All right, buddy. Anytime. Talk to you soon. Perfect. Thanks so much again. We want to thank Artbase for sponsoring this week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast. Are you managing an art collection, an artist, studio, or gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, Artbase is the right software to manage your art business. Artbase allows you to track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. All you do is enter your data once, and you use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and a bunch more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used in the cloud from any location on any device. So go to artbase.com now to learn more, and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount.